1: Girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium and Gale. It's your boy Dan.
0: Whoa, whoa, Dan. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. We need some, oh, Dan. This is
0: boy 35, the All American.
2: And Connor.
1: Connor Clark filling in for our man, Uncle Silk. Connor, everybody knows who you are from Twitter, from our recruiting only podcast, facts only, but introduce yourself to the average listener.
2: Yeah, Connor Clark, CJ underscore Clark one on Twitter. I write for Rivals.com, Gators territory. You can find all my publications on there. Other than that, I'm very grateful to be filling in for Uncle Silk. Uh, Appreciate y'all boys having me on.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Connor, we're excited to have you on. Uh, Chop it up with us for the next uh, couple hours at least. Um, But want to give, before we get started on the show, want to give a couple of prayers and shout outs. Uh, As uh, as I mentioned, uh, Uncle Silk is not with us today. Uh, he's dealing with a uh, with a medical uh, issue currently. Uh, so if you're somebody that prays, please uh, throw some prayers up in the air uh, for Corey. Um, if you're somebody that just wants to think about him, um, shout him out. Um, just let him know that you're thinking about him during this time. Um, everything is gonna be fine, we think. But um, but again, we always want to uh, you know exercise caution and and, and prayers up to uh, to our good friend, our co-host. Uh, Corey Knowles. Um, also, a, uh, a prayers up to our friends up in Nashville, uh, who's dealing with um, the suicide bombing that happened on Christmas Day. Uh, shout out to Tennessee Mike and a, a bunch of listeners that are up in Nashville. Um, thankfully, it doesn't look like there was a, a ton of casualties outside of the, uh, the suicide bomber, uh, but certainly a, a very scary scene, very scary situation. Um, so prayers to that community and to rebuilding the city of Nashville. Our boys, a couple days ago, celebrated the Christmas holiday. Ahmad, how was your Christmas, my friend?
0: Oh man, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. I spent half it at the in-laws. Um, so every year we go to the in-laws and we do uh, some games and whatnot and gift exchange um, the night before Christmas. But this year was a little unorthodox uh, because of COVID and whatnot. So um, we kind of Stuck at home, and you know, it was with the in-laws and, and my wife and, and the kids, and we hung out and woke up Christmas morning and and opened gifts and um, came over to my parents at Lake in Lakeland and uh, just hung up, and had a great time. It was, it was, Christmas is a little bit different when when you're older, right?
3: Yeah, you know, yeah, you, yeah. You, you
0: kind of recognize the grind that your parents put through all you know throughout the year to to be able to give you the things that you you wanted, you know, at the end of the year. So um, it's cool to, to to see my kids actually benefit and and have fun and. Um, you know get all the gifts that they ask for
1: uh, um, what what do your kids ask for what did they ask for 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 Christmas was it reasonable or
0: yeah uh, it's, it's getting more reasonable that they're that they're understanding that they won't get crazy shit if they put it on list. <laughs> um, my daughter's like seven and said she wanted a Gucci bag and I told her if she spelled it right I'd get it so um, <laughs> this year was a little bit all right so my my in-laws bought my daughter an iPhone
1: okay.
0: And She's nine. So you know, um, I bought her a necklace, man. So, you know, little <laughs> little things like that. I don't yeah. know, that. I, I kind of finally gave into the iPhone thing, but you know, yeah. I got my, my other daughter some rollerblades and you know, kind of easy stuff. So
1: I love it, man. I love it. An iPhone at nine. Man, Ahmad, when when did you get your first cell phone?
0: So I got my first cell phone when I was 13 years old. It was okay. prepaid, I had to go get the minutes in the car. I remember one time, Dan, I was going to like a party or something. And I had zero minutes on my phone. I had the, the Nokia with, with snake on there. The snake yeah. Too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The brick. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, if you but, turn but, it on, it still works.
0: Probably bro. The one with no intent. I had that. Oh yeah. One, so, um, I, 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 I needed minutes, Dan. I freaking hopped on my bike and it was good five, six, seven miles. I hopped on my bike and, and rode to the mall. Now, Dan, I got my minutes, but, uh, I was a little bit t- <laughs> tired after that, bro. I really I really did a stretch for some freaking minutes on my cell phone. So I was
1: 13 now. Connor, what was your first cell phone?
2: Uh, mine was 16. Okay. Got it. Uh, got one of those uh, little Nextel chirpy little things, the walkie talkie So my mom was chirping me in the middle of school <laughs> when all my friends are looking at me, making fun of me. What the hell? I love it, man. No, man. It was very embarrassing, but I finally got a phone, so I wasn't too mad.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget. I was 14. I got my dad's hand-me-down phone. And the only reason I got one is um, because I got a job at Chick-fil-A, and they needed to tell my parents when to come pick me up uh, from the mall. So shout out to uh, to Pops. It was, a, uh, it was a Nokia. had Snake and all that. Um, didn't have text messaging for probably another two years, maybe a year after no, that. Also, but we only so- had 100 text messages a month, send and receive. Yeah, so he, used and, to, he used to pick some fights over people that would respond back with "Okay"
0: nah, or No, we, 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 nah, we, we had to pay ten cents a text then. So, okay. so we we paid ten cents a text um, free after nine, and we had to we had to split eight hundred and fifty minutes. Woo! When I when I got my first on my first plan, so bro, like it was awful because we would look at the bill and like. It was all me. Like my mom barely even used her phone to call home and see, or, you know, to see if we need something on, on the way from her coming home or something. So like I use all the minutes, bro. I use every all the minutes and, and text messaging, and it, it was awful. Um, imagine texting coaches and you you getting charged to send a text text. <laughs> yeah, it was awful, bro. <laughs> Especially
1: when you're highly recruited like yourself, Connor. Barely, how was your- oh,
2: barely, Dan.
1: Connor, <laughs> how was your Christmas, my friend?
2: I oh, it was great, man. I got to hang out with some family and some close friends. Uh, Christmas Eve, had a little bit of a party get-together with all them. Uh, and then Christmas Day, split it like a mob with the in-laws. Did half and half, had uh, breakfast and stuff with my parents, and then did uh, did dinner with, with the in-laws. And just kind of hung out, played some games in the backyard, all that good stuff. Just real low-key. Uh, it's not as big of a deal now that I'm getting to the age. I don't have any kids that I can make a big deal out of it, so... It's just kind of low key with me and me and the future wife.
1: I got it. I mean, well, congratulations. I know that's coming up soon. Uh, yeah, no, I was, uh, I went down to South Florida, spent some time with my family. I was able to see Corey, uh, and our friend, Justin, front of the big three roll up. Uh, we went out boating on Wednesday. Um, they'll tell you, I'm sure they'll talk a little bit more about it, but a safe boat trip again Had a, a great time with the, uh, the weather and everything else, but it's good to be down there and spend some time with the family and um, <laughs> my brother and uh, his wife and their two kids. So uh, Christmas at, at when you when you have two little nephews that are under four. Uh, and as you said, Amad, when you get older, uh, it's a lot more about giving gifts than it is receiving. So, um, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, uh, well, let's, let's hop into the show. We got a very content heavy show, uh, today, a lot of things to rattle off. Uh, so before we do that, as always, we'll give a shout out to our friends over at the Thomas firm, uh, which is a law firm that's going to help you with all of your insurance claims to property damage to your home or business. So give them a call 813-221-2525 or visit them at tntattorneys.com. So, again, if you're dealing with anything from storms, water damage, hail damage, hurricanes, sinkholes, fires, whatever the case may be, give them a call. I'm going to work all over the state of Florida. Everything is free, um, and you'll only get paid uh, you'll, You're – I'm sorry, you'll only pay them once the insurance company pays you for the complete repair of your home. So, give them a call, 813-221-2525, TNTattorneys.com. All right, boys, before we get started in Gator football news, shout-out to Keontae Johnson, who is out of the hospital uh, and back with the team uh, in a coaching capacity uh, with the team as they get ready to uh, start SEC play here in the next couple of days. Uh, but prayers to uh, Keontae Johnson and his family. Uh, they still haven't announced what uh, the diagnosis was and, and you know, the family's trying to keep that private. And uh, despite what might have been put out on the internet, we're, we don't want to share that when the, uh, when the family has to keep that, that uh, information private. But uh, very glad to see him back with the team. That's dope, man. I,
0: I saw something the other day. Guys, as you may know, well, if you don't know, um, I'm actually off Twitter. Um, if you guys listen to the show and, um, and can hear me right now, that has not <laughs> been me on Twitter. I, I don't like Star Wars. I have not watched a Star Wars episode a day in my life. Um, if you guys can please just just keep just keep reporting it, keep reporting it, keep reporting it. I'm trying to get a hold of Twitter. Um, I've been emailing and emailing and they haven't been responding. So I don't know what the issue is They say it could take a few days. So just been super patient, but I mean, it's my name on the line with, with my check mark, and he's freaking talking about Star Wars. So, um,
1: Hey, I know a guy at Twitter. He's the guy that helped me uh, drop the uh, underscore for my name. I'll, I'll reach out to him and, uh, and let him know. Yeah. If anybody, if
0: anybody you. knows anybody at Twitter who I can get in contact with, I mean, I had a verified account, you know, and much he can really change on there um, on my account um they freaking deleted my instagram so that the link to my uh to my twitter um to, to my instagram instagram on my twitter um no longer exists so you guys can help me out a little bit and i'll really 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 appreciate that
1: so thank you guys sorry for yeah, public public service <laughs> announcement. that should have been that should have been the most important news we talked about uh, A nah, mod over not. the last week has become a certified very quiet. star wars geek
0: yeah, man. Yeah, apparently. So um, I know a few people have reached out and tried to, you know, ask why, they, why they're doing that and they just blocking accounts and whatnot. So um, if you guys can can do me a favor and just, you know, just
1: report it. That's all I ask. So I appreciate it. I love it. I love it. All right, guys, let's get into uh, the big football news of the week. Uh, big brick news. Uh, Kyle Pitts was named a first team all-american at tight end according to the associated press. So Kyle Pitts, name will be forever enshrined in front of Ben Hill Griffin stadium as an all-american Kyle Trask was named as the second team quarterback and Kadarius Tony was named as a second team all-purpose player. Um, I know Kyle Trask has four more opportunities to try to get this first team all-american. You guys think it happens or do you think everybody Um, follows suit?
0: Well, you know, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy that looks at these awards and it's kind of like weird about it, you know, for the simple fact that they don't always give it to the best players or the players with the best stats. They give it to the guy who's more well-known. So um, I look at a guy like Trevor Lawrence and whatnot and, you know, he put up some great numbers, but also missed two games and still, you know, still, still name being thrown around in the Heisman conversation, which is crazy to me, but I don't know, Dan, what, what you, what you think?
1: uh i, I want to hear connor's thoughts on it too um i i am frustrated over some of the awards um i think some of them are a lifetime achievement awards and, and i think a lot of them are uh, name recognition and notoriety which which i think frustrates me when you consider the best season uh it's not a career award that's why you have um you know team awards that you can give out to your best player overall uh you know when you look at the heisman race that we talk about here in a second i don't think trevor lawrence had a top four season overall um, you know, I thought the Najee Harris got snubbed out of that spot. Uh, if anything, um, you know, I don't think that Justin Fields should have been in the top 10 for Heisman finals. There's a lot of awards and it's very frustrating to know, you know, and it, it kind of goes back and what we've talked about ranking teams at the beginning of the season. And my thought process has always been, hey, you know, I know you need them for TV and buzz and media and everything else. So This will never change. But You know, what if we didn't rank teams for the first, you know, four or five games of the season, then all of a sudden you started to rank teams. But the second you think that a team is, you know, the number two team in the country to start the season, you know, when they lose, you might drop them down to five, you know, they win again, all of a sudden they get bumped back up. And now you you have these rankings and, you know, everything else that people start to think about. It's just like, that's not who they are. That's just who you thought they were. Right. Uh, and I think that that's happening with, with a lot of these awards. Um, and I think we're also learning, and I put it put on Twitter uh, the other day, that, you know, you're really learning that wins and losses is now only a QB stat, right? Kyle Trask is being punished because his team had three losses, and I don't think that that's fair.
2: I mean, Tebow also had three losses too, but hey. Yeah. You know. I'm, I'm, yeah, T- Tebow, yeah. Lamar Jackson, and RG3 all had three losses when they won the Heisman yeah, so, Trophy. Uh, so it's, it's – Definitely a situation where it's become more I, I, of a win I, I, and losses I, I, team award than, than it an and individual I kinda, award.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys, but I also think it's who like who it involves. I mean, you know the freaking media loves yep. to just pull on Alabama. We know that mm-hmm. shit. So, I mean, of course they're gonna put six Alabama guys on the first team. All it was well, six all, on the first team uh, all SEC. Yep. Like like let's be let's be quite frank. <laughs> I mean, certain is good, and a couple of guys are good, but I mean, where was certain the whole night we played him? Then he get then grind little boy him. Yeah, sure I'm did. You gonna talk about this man? Yeah, that's he crazy. got, he that, got that, little boy a, crazy, couple a couple times, man. Yeah. his last name, and we're gonna leave it at that. So I, right. got,
1: I got Alabama fans mad when I mentioned that. And they're like, yeah, show me yeah. another picture. Should I show them two more? And they're like, that's all you got. I'm like, all right, well.
0: What do you mean? How many? <laughs> you don't, don't ever. See- how, how
1: many pictures you want? <laughs>
0: uh, I've never ever seen you say anything about Marco Wilson. All right, yeah. <laughs> you're getting tossed up out there. And, and you say, show me more. And We keep doing, and you say, that's all you got. Like, damn, that's well, how many weird. you want us to show
1: you? <laughs> that's right. That's right.
2: Got to unload the whole.
1: Got to unload the clip. Uh, Kyle Trask, like I said, second team. Kadarius Tony, second team. Uh, don't want to give those guys uh, less credit. I mean, that's still an incredible accomplishment uh, for Kyle Trask to be a um, you know a three star guy. Uh, to end up sitting on the bench for a few years, getting an opportunity when Felipe Franks gets hurt, having a great year last year, and then just exploding this year uh, to even be in consideration is definitely something that we never thought uh, when he enrolled at UF. Um, and I certainly think that he still has a, a high ceiling to reach uh, when he goes into the NFL. And then Kadarius Tony, um, we've talked about him uh, probably the most improved player in college football uh, from last season to this season. And I think Kadarius Tony's is going to go down as one of those guys that, other people get compared to in the future. Your, your Percy Harvin types, your Calvin Johnson types, your Randy Moss types that just did so exceptionally in college that they're going to be your benchmark for, for players in the future.
2: Absolutely, man. I feel like when, uh, when I start talking about different roles on the offense, I used to say the Percy Harvin (laughs) role. Now I'm saying the Kadarius Tony role, just because of how good of a season he's had. Absolutely. And,
0: And, 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 Nothing against Kadarius. people say, "Hey, you know, Percy. He's no Percy Harvin. That two different type of players. Right. Completely different. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So Percy, Percy was, is a guy that's gonna, gonna get it and be out of there. You know, and Kadarius has that same, you know, playmaking ability. But it, it I feel like his is more prettier. He, yeah. He's gonna, he gonna dance and he's gonna be like, ooh, and make the crowd, ooh, wow. He's gonna
2: he's gonna show up on the Sports Center top ten yeah, plays a little bit more sure. than Percy will. But Percy's for got sure. that game breaking speed. Percy is is, is I
1: don't know. Just Percy <laughs> Percy was Percy, man. I mean, you it's know, different. Percy Harvin doesn't have, you know, some of his health issues and, and everything else, I mean, he could have gone down in, in college football history as one of the best that ever played. And in my opinion, he still is, right? When he had the ball and when he played, he was the most electric player on the field. And that included a bunch of NFL players um, on Ford and whatever team that they were playing. And he was still the best player uh, out there. But, uh, you know, like we said, Kadarius Toney is Kadarius Tony, Percy Harvin is Percy Harvin. There's going to be other players that will send benchmarks in the future and, you know, compare Kadarius Tony to where he was a few years ago to now. And, um, I mean, just incredible. I mean, the guy's earned himself a, you know, probably a top, you know, three-round draft pick uh, grade. And I think of going into the season, he was probably an undrafted player.
0: Yeah, literally. Um, I remember... Uh, he, w- he was he was teeter tottering and on you know playing or or, or sitting out and I m- I remember the morale was like hey if you sit out you sit out whatever yeah you know? and, and, and <laughs> he definitely came and 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 showed up and played well every single game I mean maybe one or two games where he he kind of wanted to, to go back to his old Kadarius Tony running backwards but
1: yeah um, <laughs> he,
0: he definitely he definitely shook back and I remember one time bro I think it was like his freshman year he, he was in my kitchen him and uh, James Robinson and you know, okay. The, the, you know, one thing that separated him. Cause we're talking about Percy. One thing that separated him and Percy is like, you gotta, I told him you gotta run violently because Percy, everybody say how fast Percy is. He ran so violent. Like if you ran up to try to tackle Percy Harvin, it, 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 that was a mistake, bro. He will, he would damn near you with a stiff arm or some shit. Like mm-hmm. he, he ran really, really hard. And I saw that this year with Kadarius Tony, like even where he freaking lost two yards or only gained one, he freaking ran hard and got up and had something to say every single time because, He's that competitive and didn't want to get tackled.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kadarius Tony's going to go down uh, this season, uh, finishing uh, with just shy of 1,000 yards. He would have been the first wide receiver since 2002, I believe, uh, to get 1,000 yards in a season. 70 receptions, 984 yards, 14.06 yards uh, per catch, 10 touchdowns. Uh, that's That's incredible. Um, That is truly an incredible feat. You know, 19 attempts rushing the ball, 161 yards, 8.47 yards uh, average there with another touchdown. So uh, really probably the most electrifying player um, outside of a kind of a true wide receiver and maybe a Devontae Smith or someone like that uh, in college football this year, in my opinion. Uh, With that being said, the SEC announced their uh, all-SEC team, Kyle Pitts, uh, made first team as tight end, and Kadarius Tony made the first team as an all-purpose player. Kyle Trask is second team quarterback. Kyer Elam a second uh, team defensive back. Kadarius Toney got second team wide receiver and second team uh, returner. So very big shout out uh, to Kadarius Tony for winning three honors in that uh, that uh, all SEC team. Uh, but uh, but again, a testament to the uh, to the team and. You know, I think Kyrie Elam is going to go in next year as, as maybe your Thorpe Award favorite, potentially.
0: That'll be great. Um, we've had some of those uh, guys that come on our campus and, and play DB for us who, who played great and, um, you know, wasn't able to bring the Thorpe Award home. So um, I, I'm, I'm behind five. I hope, I hope he gets there and, and, and makes some great strides in this offseason and, and make that uh, make that happen.
1: Spencer just dropped into the uh, to the chat uh, that Kadarius Tony broke thirty nine percent of the uh, the tackles of uh, of opposing teams. So That's just an incredible uh, statistic to show you who he was. Uh, with that being said, Heisman Trophy is going to be announced uh, in about a week. Now uh, the Heisman finalists were announced. Kyle Pitts finishes tenth overall, uh, which is the highest a tight end has finished in a very 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 long time. Um, I think going all the way back to the seventies uh, with Kyle Pitts ranking number 10 overall, and that's with him only playing eight games. So, uh, so shout out to, uh, to Kyle Pitts. The final four are, as we've mentioned before, Mac Jones, Devontae Smith from Alabama, and then Trevor Lawrence with the lifetime achievement finalist award joining Kyle Trask uh, guys, uh, this will be our last pot. I believe before, Actually, we have one next Monday, but the award's next week. It's fine. Let's talk about it now. Who do you think wins the Heisman, and then who do you think deserves the Heisman? Connor, we'll start with you. Uh,
2: as far as who deserves it, I'd say Kyle Trask, far and away, probably the best player in the country. It is a season award, not a career award, not a best team award. Kyle Trask has put up some crazy numbers on par with Joe Burrow, who won it last year, or even better. Uh, if he does not win it, I wouldn't be mad to see Devontae Smith win the Heisman Trophy. But if it goes to anybody other than those two, I would be severely disappointed.
1: Perfect. Um, Ahmad?
0: Um, we all know Cal um deserves this trophy. Um, there's no doubt about it. The numbers that he put up, the way he he came in and orchestrated this team this year, um, it, it was a few, bl- uh, you know, benders down the end. but kind of kind of messed him up a little bit, I, I feel like, in the voters' eyes. Um, in our eyes, he played great. I mean, he had a shitty – kind of shitty first half um, at LSU and turn around and still, I think he threw for 400 or something like that. Yep. Or, or Close yep. to it. So, um, you know, when, when, when you have a crappy game and still throw for 400, we need to be the highest trophy winner. So yeah. And I, I feel like they're going to give it to Mac Jones. We know that. He's first-team All-American quarterback.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I think Contrast deserves it, and I'm not just saying that as a homer. I'm truly saying that as somebody that, that truly believes that he had the best statistics. I mean, looking back, uh, just under a 70% completion rating, 69.7, uh, 285 completions, uh, 4,125 yards, 43 touchdowns, five interceptions, uh, just an incredible feat uh, going up against some great defenses, uh, ended the season with, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six games with over 400 yards. I mean, those are just numbers that, that you don't see college quarterbacks putting up often. And, you know, if he doesn't throw, you know, those two interceptions in the first half against LSU, um, I truly think the award was his. Uh, but I don't think that that was indicative of, of Kyle Trask's season. And I think that that's being held against him. Uh, so shout out to Kyle Trask. You're uh, the most deserving in my eyes. Uh, but I think, uh, like you said, Mac Jones is going to win. Uh, Ahmad and and, uh, and Connor, but I think that the player outside of Kyle Trask that's most deserving is probably Devontae Smith. Uh, just the numbers that he put up as a wide receiver, uh, and just as a playmaker, just yeah. an incredible wide receiver. I just don't want to see Mac Jones or Trevor Lawrence win because yeah, I definitely don't want to see Trevor Lawrence win, um, but I just don't think that Mac Jones when you have you know, a first-team All-American running back, the first-team All-American wide receiver. It's That's a little bit I'm easier. Saying, like, like, come on, bro. A couple bro. offensive linemen that were All-Americans. I mean, you're, you're just not comparing apples to orange, or apples. to apples. You know, you're comparing yeah. apples to to dragon fruit, you know?
2: Yeah, Kyle Trask was far more important to Florida's success than oh. Matt Jones' West Alabama's. It's Literally. not even close.
0: It's not close. And then, they, you know, they put up pictures with freaking – but Tua and 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 Jalen Hurts and then Matt Jones, I'm like, oh, look at this locker room. Like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, this guy's not even the same. Not even the same. Shouldn't be mentioned in the same sentence as those two other quarterbacks. Like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't see him panning out very well in the NFL. Uh, Dennis Dodd had an interesting thought about uh, Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports uh, who agreed to come on our podcast just a few months ago uh, and then backed out because said he said CBS wouldn't uh, allow him to come on the show for some reason. Uh, said that he voted for Mac Jones for the Heisman Trophy uh, but voted for Kyle Trask to be a CBS All-American first-team quarterback because the numbers just don't lie. Um mm. I like to consider myself a relatively intelligent guy. Nothing about that quote makes sense. Does it make sense to you, Connor?
2: Absolutely not. (laughs) You you make a comment. The numbers don't lie, but then you don't vote for the guy that had the numbers for the Heisman trophy. So yeah, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It makes zero zero
0: sense. And, you know, um, here's the thing, you know, one day, maybe one, just maybe one day, they'll go by the numbers and and give these awards out. Uh, But until then, it it's all about well, – it's popularity contest.
2: Even, yeah. even if you're not looking at the numbers and you're watching the games, teams are dropping seven, eight people in coverage knowing that Kyle Trask is going to throw the football and he's still throwing for 400 yards. So it's not just numbers. It's seeing how <laughs> well he does against obvious Bro, passing defenses.
0: We're running the ball maybe eight times a game, if that. No more than freaking ten. So he's dropping back, throwing
2: them ball every single time. Freaking defensive linemen can pin their ears back and go after the quarterback, and he's still stepping up in the pocket, making – Unbelievable throws. It's just baffling to me
1: how he's more than likely not going to win the trophy. Yeah, the Gators had just uh, just over thirteen hundred yards rushing on the entire season. Uh, you take out Kadarius Tony's numbers, uh, you take out uh, some of the quarterback sneaks and everything else. You're you're very close to a thousand yards on the season, which is about hundred yards uh, give or take. Uh, and, and to be able to put up those kind of numbers when teams know that you're going to throw the ball all game uh, is, is is incredible. Right, And you can say, oh, Kyle Trask's numbers or, 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 or stats were padded because he threw the ball a lot. No, I mean, in my opinion, every other team knew that Florida was going to throw the ball a lot and it still couldn't stop him. Uh, but if you saw the ball placement, uh, if you saw his ability to, to make reads and get wide receivers open, uh, I mean, he truly, um, in my opinion, deserves that award. And uh, I think that he has a really high ceiling in the NFL. If he can get a little bit more mobile, uh, maybe we can send him up to, uh, to, to Montgomery. What do you think for a, uh, for a couple of weeks, Ahmad? Work yeah. out speed a little bit,
0: yeah. Got to, got to. <laughs> I, I can advise him this just don't run a 40 at the combine,
1: anymore, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just just pull hamstrings, hamstring. yeah,
0: man. So yeah. Tell him you're gonna run that pro day and then you
2: don't. I, th- I think him and Rich Eisen might be competing for 40 times. <laughs> <aren't
1: they? laughs> <laughs> hey, who do you think gets a faster 40 uh, time, Kyle Trask or Mod Black?
0: Uh, (laughs) Chaz Chaz might have me a little bit I don't know I shouldn't have ran the 40 at the combine
1: Oh man, 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 oh man I'm just kidding We know you have him by By, by a step or two By by a step or two, (laughs) barely (laughs) Uh, Other uh, other folks that got named uh, finalists for some awards I don't think any of these have been officially announced So feel free to correct me if I'm wrong Uh, And if you know of any that I don't mention Please add those to the list too The Blitnikoff Award, which goes to the top receiving player. Um, I think that they added that caveat in there because Kyle Pitts isn't a wide receiver. He's a tight end. uh, And UF is very specific to remind you that they're a tight end. uh, But Kyle Pitts is a finalist. Uh, for that award, I would imagine that Devonte Smith is going to win that award, but to be a tight end and be considered, uh, is truly an incredible honor that uh, with that being said, he is a finalist for the Mackey award for the top tight end. And if that's not a unanimous consent, then, uh, we need to start taking some votes away uh, from those that do vote, uh, the Paul Horning award, which goes to the most versatile player in college football, Kadarius Tony is a finalist for that, the Maxwell award and the Davy O'Brien award. Uh, Kyle Trask is a finalist for. Did I miss anything else, guys?
0: I don't know, Dan. I've been on Twitter for a few days, so uh,
2: I don't believe so. I haven't seen anything. I got to catch back up. Going.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Uh, and then in other news, uh, Zach Carter has announced that he is well. He hasn't announced it seemingly. We put out a video that made it seem like he was going to be back next season uh, with the Gators. As a reminder, this season doesn't count towards any player's uh, eligibility. Uh, But since we've been gone, a couple players have announced that they will be transferring or entering the transfer portal at least, and that's Iverson Clement, uh, who announced a few weeks ago, uh, Josiah Pierre, linebacker, and then defensive back Chester Kimbrough. Uh, What are your thoughts on Chester Kimbrough and Josiah Pierre Uh, specifically. We'll start with you, Connor.
2: I think they saw a little bit of writing on the wall. I mean, you got Chester Kimbrough who kind of got passed up a little bit. People were thinking he was going to play star and Travez Johnson came in as a freshman and saw a lot more playing time than he did. Um, Then you had Jaden Hill playing behind Marco at cornerback. And then you've got a bunch of young kids, Jahari Rogers, Kamar Wilcoxon, and then Jason Marshall coming in next year. I don't know how much he would have played in that cornerback room or star room and then Josiah Pierre quite honestly I think that's just a situation where he saw that the the upperclassmen weren't going to get benched in front of him so he wanted to go find a, a spot that he could play
1: yeah uh Ahmad do you have any thoughts on, on either one of those specifically Chester Kimbrough just with your experience
0: I mean he's, he's a great he's a great guy as far as uh, you know making plays he can make plays on the ball um great footwork I saw a few videos that he put out as far as um you know in practice and whatnot and him uh, playing some defense on some guys, I know. Seen him in the game a few times. So, um, he, he, I mean, he's a guy that that that, can, that will come up and it's not scared of contact. He makes some plays and and whatnot. But I think his size is one thing that that kind of will, will be his downfall um, yeah. in the future. Um, I don't think he he he's uh, SEC size wise. Um, I mean, I wasn't either. But um, you know, just just saying. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, <laughs> but you're in right. All-American, not a big deal. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> I think he could definitely go somewhere and thrive, though. though. Um, something like a UCF or something like that.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I truly thought that Chester Kimbrough uh, was a guy that uh, is going to make plays, uh, be around the ball, but his size was always something that uh, kind of worried me. I think it worried kind of everybody that, that saw him. I think that he can go somewhere, like you said, a UCF type of school at Memphis. I uh, was so originally from Louisiana, so maybe one of those, those schools in Louisiana uh, or Texas, uh, and and make an impact there. But I just – I think that he's a ball hawk type of guy. I just don't think that he had the size uh, probably in speed to, to play uh, at that level, or at least crack the lineup when, you know, Florida is recruiting consistently elite defensive backs. Uh, Josiah Pierre, um, you know, kind of a, a weird case. I thought that there could have been an opportunity for him next year to play. Um, I think that this is a weird year and I want to hear, you know, your thoughts, Connor. Uh, obviously we haven't gotten the chance to talk to you much about just, you know, kind of football in general, but, um, but I was just reading that there's over 800 players in the transfer portal now. Uh, they're expecting that number to grow to over 1,000. Uh, so I think that you're going to see a lot of teams or a lot of uh, folks, pardon me, end up with without a place to go, uh, which I think might be a, a very, very interesting uh, case study on, you know, sometimes the grass isn't always greener. And sometimes, you know, when you only have one option, you got to stick with that option and hope that it works out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You're looking at, like you said, over 800 people in the portal now. There's still plenty of bowl games to be played, and I think that you're going to see a lot more big-time kids pop into the transfer portal here in the next week or so. You've got Florida, who's got 22 kids that they signed in their recruiting class this year, so far on early signing day, and they're saving room for kids in the transfer portal. Maybe not kids that have dropped into the transfer portal yet. They're probably anticipating that some bigger name kids pop in later and they're saving room for kids that that happen to do that and uh like you said grass isn't always greener a lot of kids might have to end up going the juco route might have to end up going to smaller schools than they had originally hoped but it's it's gonna be a a big free-for-all in the portal coming up here soon hey i got a question um i'm not too too familiar with the portal so it's kind of new to me still
0: um because we didn't have it when i was coming out all right so you you guys say it's 800 guys in there right
1: yeah and expecting that number to grow over to a thousand
0: that's crazy all right so what happens if you leave a school like dan the university of florida right Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and say hey i barely even played here i barely have game film all i have is practice film but i'm gonna i'm gonna leave the university of florida right i'm gonna leave the university of florida where it's a great education. And, and it's a chance I'm not going to make the NFL anyway, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go in this transfer portal and have and, and, and risk not
2: being picked back up. Is is that fair? Does that
0: happen? Uh, it so, does happen.
2: Yeah. Absolutely happens. You you can look at a guy like uh, Jaron Williams, quarterback from Miami. Right. Started. What did he start? Four or five games. Yeah. As a as a redshirt freshman, entered the mm-hmm. transfer portal. Nobody really picked him up, from what I understand. Went junior college, and now he's going to USF. So there, there's situations like that that happen actually more often than you think. So so those guys just that's in limbo. They just go to JUCO or something like that. to try to. I mean, a prep school or or just a smaller school that'll take them.
0: So they leave Florida to go to JUCO, mm-hmm. go to a prep school to not play at all. Oh yeah. By the way, I got a degree from freaking USF.
2: <laughs> no, <discussion>. yeah, you <laughs>
0: gotta,
2: you, you, no you really you got it you got to question the the right, what, is, what are we talking about system that's around them saying hey listen you've got such and such opportunity if you can get be a kid that graduates in three years you get your degree or you graduate in four years you get your degree and then you go play somewhere else that's great you have that degree but right. if you're like you said you're you're leaving a school like florida a school like miami a school like maybe even stanford kids don't leave stanford very often yeah. Um. But then you go to junior college, and then you finish up your degree and your playing career at a small school like James Madison University or something like that. Right. Like it's 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 questionable decision making by some of these young kids, unfortunately. Well, and I, will- that, I think that goes a lot on their support system around them, the people that are guiding them.
0: And it, and it's so crazy because usually the, the people that su- supporting cast of these players are, or or that's in there. I mean, I remember when I was. Freaking, um, not playing as a freshman, and you know, even when I went to the league, Dan, I used to, I used to freaking come home to Lakeland, and it's like, I come home from Tampa, and these dudes are like, "Man, you got a," da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, "Like, what are you even talking about? Like, I am a professional athlete, literally, bro, and you, and you, and I don't even think you played high school, but so, <laughs> so you got these family members who never even did shit ever, yeah. bro. Like, don't tell me you hurt your knee. I don't want to hear
2: that shit. Like, don't yeah. tell
0: me you got in trouble. There's plenty people who you, you who made it? Who got in trouble before? I don't
1: want to hear well, that shit. I'd have shit.
2: been an all-American if I didn't pull my knee.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, I'm I'm not, gonna... I would have made the NFL if I was more athletic, faster, and played football.
0: You I know, don't... you know, you know. What my coach told me, Coach Heater. What's that? He said, "If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle."
1: That definitely sounds something go cheater. I don't want to
0: hear that shit, bro.
1: (laughs) So so I will say this: if you put your name in a transfer portal, it just gives schools the opportunity to contact you. Um, I think I think some of that does have to do with how are you leaving your situation at your school. Are you saying, hey, you know, let's look at Chester Kimbrough, for example, I'm just picking him. I know nothing about his situation. Let's just say he puts his name in the transfer portal. And like you asked mod right? You have 800 kids in there. What if a school doesn't reach out to you? What if a school is full, right? Um, they still have the opportunity to come back. If the school still wants them to come back, I would imagine that there's cases across the country where schools will say, Hey, you know, you would probably be better served playing elsewhere. Um, but again, you have to think about, you know, if, if my, the chances of me making the NFL are slim, if that's my dream, then what puts me in the best position mm-hmm. to take advantage of the opportunity that's given to me? Sometimes it's education. Sometimes it's not some, not everybody values education. Right. Um, but what then puts me in the best position to be most successful when this chapter closes. And I often think that that doesn't get th- thought about uh, enough and it's just that, Hey, I want to play now. I want to play now. I want to play now. Um, it, it can be very narrow, narrow minded, and, and very narrow focused.
0: Well, Dan, I'm 32 years old now. And now, I mean, it's 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 time. Sometimes I'm riding down the car and down the road in the car with my wife or my mom. I'm like, like yesterday, bro. I was sitting there I'm like, it would have been cool as shit to have a SEC all academic honor roll, like, you know, plaque or something like in, in my parents' house. You know what I'm saying? It's just a, to have on the wall, bro. Like, I, I didn't make that shit. Like, I just went to school at the bare minimum, I feel like, because I was like, yeah, I'm going to the league, you know, not knowing that, bro. Even if you played in the league for 10 years, you're 32 now. Now what? You're gonna just die? You know, so I you know, then yeah, some of these guys don't value their education, but I think they should.
1: Yeah. No, I mean Uh, you're you're right.
0: I mean, how many guys how many guys go to the NFL and make forty million?
1: Very few. I'm not doing that
0: shit, bro. How many guys go to the league? How many guys go
1: to the league and make fucking 10 million? Tell me. I mean, not a lot. What's the average career span in the NFL? Just over like three point one years or something like that? Yeah, bro. And that's a, that's including players like Tom Brady that are in for twenty years, or your players that have been there for 10, 15 Yeah, they're they gonna they're gonna screw the
0: average. And look, right. <laughs> yeah, bro. So I don't know, man. It's just...
1: Yeah, it's 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 crazy times, but you know I think it's only going to get worse before it ever gets better. Uh, so, but uh, but good talk, boys. Let's let's get in. The Gators do have a uh, a game on Wednesday night against Oklahoma. But before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at. Roof Soldier, which is a veteran owned company uh, based here in Florida. So give them a call one 877 FL, or visit roofsoldier.com. Remind them that Stadium and Gale sent you. You'll get a bunch of money off of your roof replacement or uh, your full roof uh, repair. Um, so give them a call, uh, any damage from after hurricane season, uh, a leak that's happening, anything else, give them a call. one eight seven seven roofs fl Um, I know a couple of you guys reached out and said that you bought your spouse a new roof for, uh, for Christmas or for the holiday season. So shout out to, uh, to roof soldier for that. Uh, so outside of that, let's get into the OU game. Again, that game is going to be played at 8 PM. It's number seven university of Florida versus number six, uh, Oklahoma. Uh, It's the Gators third straight New Year's Six Bowl, which I was looking back and I know the Outback Bowl is sometimes considered like in the past, like a top six bowl game. Uh, But when you consider what are the top six bowl games for New Year's Six, this is the first time the Gators have done that from 1994, 1995 and 1996. So really a a truly incredible honor uh, for the team and for Dan Mullen's first three years as head coach. Uh, Opt-outs, uh, for the game that have been announced, Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Tony, and Trayvon Grimes have announced uh, officially on Twitter that they are opting out. Uh, Matt Zenitz from alabama.com or al.com uh, has announced that Marco Wilson is projected to opt out of this game to prepare for a very long time for the NFL draft. Uh, Jacob Copeland announced that he is going to be out with COVID. Uh, the team did travel today to Dallas. Uh, there is some rumor, speculation, and potentially some announcement coming in the not too distant future that there may be some more players out due to COVID. Uh, so, numbers will be thin. With that being said, a mod question from the internet with Marco Wilson being out, Sean Davis being out. What do you want to potentially see that defensive backfield look like? Do you just slide Jaden Hill into that role?
0: Yeah, just, just slide Jaden Hill to that. Um, I, I mean, we're. Go- I know he took a tough one, but freaking Trey Dean has been coming downhill, playing lights off at and like light, lights out at that safety position. He comes up and actually wants contact. So um, getting back there, and making plays. I said from jump, he he will probably be better at safety. Um, uh, that's that's because it's less back to the quarterback. I think what he had trouble with was finding the ball and and playing the receiver at the same time. And that's very, very difficult with the ball being in the air, knowing where the ball is, when you have your back to the quarterback, basically the whole freaking play. Um, So at safety, you're seeing the quarterback a lot. You're seeing the ball thrown. You can make plays and break on the ball. Um, I would love to see Trey Dean up there at safety
2: and slide Jay Hill in that spot. Should be straight.
1: Perfect. Connor, same thoughts?
2: Yeah, like like Ahmad said, Trey looks like he's been playing – he played a hell of a game against Alabama. Uh, looks more comfortable in that safety spot than he did pretty much anywhere else since he's been on campus. Uh, and he's coming downhill and hitting people, and I think Jaden Hill is the next guy in line for that cornerback spot. Perfect,
1: perfect. Connor, you're the you're the recruiting guy. We're going to talk about recruiting uh, a little bit later in the show. Uh, do you think that you have Kyrie Elam and Jaden Hill as your starting cornerbacks next year, or do you think uh, a guy like Jason Marshall might slide in uh, to, to earn that starting spot next year?
2: I think it's Jaden Hill's spot to lose. Uh, Jason Marshall can come in and play his way into a starting role if he's as good as advertised, but I think, I definitely think it's Jaden Hill's spot to
1: lose. Perfect. 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 Uh, let's, let's get in. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about the out outs uh, with Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Troni, Trayvon Grimes, and Jacob Copeland, your top four wide receivers uh, are going to be out or your pass catchers are going to be out. Who do you guys think might, might fill in uh, to those roles? Um, I personally think at the tight end position that I think that Keon Zipper and Kamori Gamble, uh, while no Kyle Pitts uh, will have an opportunity and they show that this season uh, that they are definitely serviceable tight ends. So outside of that, let's talk a little bit about wide receiver. Who do you think really steps into those roles?
0: Um, I think shorter has, has a big day. I mean, he's, he's going to be a, a, a guy that we have to uh, rely on. Um, maybe, maybe Xavier Henderson. What's the word with uh with uh uh, the the guy from Gainesville,
1: Whittemore. Yeah, Trent Whittemore. He, yeah. he's he's
2: back. He's back. He's uh, okay. he played the last couple games. I think. Okay.
0: Yeah, man. We gotta we gotta get some of those guys to step in. Um, I think we're gonna see a lot of the uh, of the weapons that we're gonna have for next year. Um, in this game. So, um, I know guys are gonna have to step up. I think guys again like shorter. Um, Xavier Henderson might have a big day. Um, these guys are gonna have to grow up a little bit.
2: Yeah, it's definitely going to be a youth movement for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're going to have to see guys like uh, Jamarcus Weston, Quavian Frazers, uh, probably going to have to step up and get their first significant playing time since they've stepped on campus. I'd like to see those young guys get an opportunity. Uh, you're pretty Bowl games are pretty much, correct me if I'm wrong, Ahmad, but uh, kind of springboarding you into the into spring, into the next year where the yeah, young yeah. guys get a lot of reps. So, um, yeah. so it's, this is good for them.
0: So for the, for the average listener, um, usually how it works, um, Dan, uh, when it's when it's when it's no COVID, um, you 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 have about what you say about a month or so, Dan.
1: Yeah, I think you get, get fifty. I think you get fifteen practices or thirteen practices. It's a lot.
0: Yeah. So so with Urban, we had a, a phase one, phase two, I think phase three and phase four, um, and we used to do. You know, the first phase is just trying to get back in shape after the Florida State game and whatnot. And, you know, still doing stuff, working out. Second phase is kind of a little bit more, like more sprints and whatnot. Third phase is like, all right, like we, we're getting back in the game mode. And fourth phase is like game week. So um you, you have a little bit to, to kind of stand on. And you get to see the guys who, again, was going to be out there next year in the future, get to practice and get more game reps and practice reps with them. You have a little scrimmage and whatnot and, and try to get those guys ready and motivated. It's always a group of guys that's going to be on their way out. So um, you know, I, I think you know with, with the short, short and bowl game, it's going to be a little bit, a little bit difficult to try to to, to get um, a, a lot of practices in and whatnot because it, it's a quick turnaround. Right. Um, but ultimately, I, I know some of these young guys are going to get a look.
1: Yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, uh, Dan Mullen gave them off until. Christmas uh, so I, I don't know how many practices they've had I know they're flying to Dallas today obviously they'll do some sort of walkthrough or, or practice tomorrow and then probably some sort of walkthrough again uh, on uh, on Wednesday before the game obviously missing those top four is, is going to be, uh, big. Uh, like you said, I want to see, I, I think that Justin shorter is your biggest uh, benefactor uh, from that. Uh, I think that he's a, a big body. He he's able to, to get open. And, and obviously he's had a pretty successful year. I'd be interested to see if we see any Jordan Pouncy uh, in this game, Jamarcus Weston, uh, two guys that we haven't seen much of at all. Uh, Trent Whittemore coming back from his, um, was it a deflated lung? Yeah, I know you had a lung issue and a rib issue. I know, obviously, he's back. Uh, Jacob, or uh, pardon me, Rick Wells uh, is a guy that's also been getting some burns. So shout out to Vari. I'm expecting a bunch of 904 uh, tweets from him. Uh, but then I think Xavier Henderson is your speed guy that, that fills in. Uh, obviously has the size of, of Trevon Grimes a bit faster uh, than him. So I'd be curious to see. He's made a, a couple of freshman mistakes this year, uh, but ultimately an, an uber talented kid. Uh, but then finally, uh, Connor, you mentioned his name, Van Frazier's, uh, a guy that we expected a lot out of this year, wearing the number zero. I uh, haven't seen him uh, on the field in the wide receiver position uh, so far this season uh so would love to see him get the opportunity uh to uh to play. I know that he played I think a little bit on special teams uh but not much at the wide receiver uh position. Uh let's see. Yeah, I'd be curious to say, this is kind of later in the doc, but we're we're already, you know, in in discussion of it a, a bit. Ahmad, in in your opinion, obviously you played um Actually, I'm going to switch the question back to something that we weren't talking about. We'll leave that question for later. When you guys played Cincinnati uh, in your uh, your bowl game, um, your junior year, and then when you played Penn State your, your senior year, it was Penn State, right? Joe Paterno's last game? Yep, that was my last game. Okay. So what was it about you that made you decide to play in that game? Because I feel like we're getting more opt outs now and I, that certainly could be COVID related and, and things of that nature. But, but what do you think the difference is? Because you guys didn't have a lot of people opt out of, of your bowl games.
0: Well, it was, it's, it was different back then. I mean, 10 years ago, it was a different time man. and these guys, I mean, it's almost almost a, a different generation and these, and these guys are, are wired differently. Um, I don't want to call them soft or nothing like that. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I mean, these guys can. Can I mean, it's, it's their future, you know? So these guys want to play; they can play it. They don't want to play and that's fine too. I just, me personally, wasn't about to let my team down and, and not play. I mean, one of the best guys on the defense. I, my senior year, not, not to take anything away from those guys, I was literally the only player on the defense. You, yeah, you, you could You could tell me what you want to tell me. Whatever. The next person behind me had sixty left, or forty or sixty less tackles than me. Right. It, was, it wasn't even close. So I just felt like I couldn't let my team down. But here's the thing that we were talking about at dinner tonight with my with my parents. You can play ten games, but not eleven. Hmm. Yeah, you can play eleven and not twelve. I mean, I don't know. I mean, again, these guys can. I'm I'm backing them one hundred percent. If they don't want to play, then I'm I'm with it. If they want to play, I'm with it. But I just don't understand how you can play the whole season and then it's just this one game. You don't you decide not to play.
1: Right. Um, and, and and I can understand maybe uh first round draft picks. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kyle Pitts. Yeah. yeah. Eh, I it, guess Tony, I, I, am skeptical Kadarius. about the Trayvon Grimes, very skeptical about Marco Wilson, uh, his choice. And it maybe you know, wasn't his choice. Who knows? Or maybe he's just ready to move on from, from UF and you know, I don't blame him necessarily. Uh, but, but I was curious cause I thought that this is an opportunity of a primetime game. You know, I know Trayvon Grimes had a good game against OU had a pretty good, you know, season overall, you know, almost 500 yards I believe receiving, you know, so overall good season. But I, I truly thought, you know, against an Oklahoma defense that, you know, doesn't have a lot of size that this could have been an opportunity for him to, to show up a little bit and show out. Um, Cause I, I, he has a lot of film, but I don't know if he has a, still a ton of NFL film. And they I had mean, their best cornerback <laughs> damn, after the game too. So.
2: Dan, I had
0: a, I had a great career at UF. I mean,
1: Yes, all American
0: that, career. Yeah, I freaking something that kids dream about. Like, and then not one time has, did it cross my mind not to play. Right. And i like, not saying anything, anything about these guys, but some uh-huh. of these guys haven't even freaking won't even touch my, you know what, on my worst day. And you're out? Yeah. out? What do you uh-huh. mean? But <laughs> hey,
2: that's <laughs> for a different day, a conversation for a different day.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that a now little that bit. Could
2: more. Co-in, that could coincide with the Manscaped Addery.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll put we'll put a mod in charge of that one uh, a, a little bit later today. Well, let's give a shout out to our friends uh, over at the law firm of Lee Friedland and Associates. Uh, he's going to handle your auto accidents, medical malpractice, nursing home cases, criminal matters, and personal injury cases in every jurisdiction within the state of Florida. Give Lee a call. A double gator graduating both UF undergrad and law school. Big fan of the uh, University of Florida. Big fan of giving back uh, and truly caring about. Uh, not only his clients, but those that are in need. So give him a call at 1-800-95-INJURED and visit his website, yourfightourbattle.com Again, that's Lee Friedland uh, from the law firm of Lee Friedland & Associates. 1-800-95-INJURED and yourfightourbattle.com. Again, OU is coming into this game on a seven game winning streak after dropping their first two games uh, of the season. First two, I believe. Yeah. First games of the season. What do you guys expect or or what do you want to see out of this game?
0: Um, We talked about it before. I mean, I want to see some of these young guys get in there and get a chance, opportunity to spin. And um, you can say what you want about this Oklahoma team, but that's a a, a team that's usually going to come in and and play their, their, their their hardest and, and play you tough because, that's that's a big name school that's a, that's a successful school and they kind of win games out there and they don't win championships but they win games <laughs> <laughs> they get to the big show and can't win but they get there uh but you know I, i'm just expecting to see the gators come out victorious i mean we go to bowl games and we win them. We're, not,
1: we're not miami right spencer or spencer sorry uh, connor what are what are your thoughts what do you want to yeah, I'm with Ahmad. I want to
2: see the young guys get in, uh, specifically some of the young DBs uh, moving towards the future. Kamar Wilcoxon moved over from cornerback to safety just before the last week of the year. Uh, now that he's got a little bit of extra time, I know we said there's not as many bowl practices as there usually are. I'd like to see him get some time at safety, maybe late in the game, uh, see what he can do back there and just get these young kids in there as much as possible, build towards the future. I mean, these older guys have had their had their chance to show what they can do. Uh, other than Kyle Trask and the guys that have opted out, I I think we pretty much know what we're getting. So let's see these young guys get an opportunity to compete against a, a big time program and see what they can do on the field.
1: All right. So I want to, I want to break down this game a, a little bit more. Let me just tell you uh, Oklahoma right now, number 18th uh, overall offense in the country, number 20 uh, overall defense uh, in the country. And I was wrong. I'm sorry. They beat Southwest Missouri state their first game of the season and they lost their next two to Kansas state and Iowa state. Uh, let's talk about quarterback for a little bit. Kyle Trask flew out to Dallas today. There's some speculation that he might opt out. Uh, seems like a team guy waited his turn. You know, this is his opportunity to go out uh, in a final game in the orange and blue. Uh, do you think we see the same kind of Kyle Trask? Do you think they try to work Emory Jones in a little bit more? What are you guys expecting out of the, uh, the quarterback room?
0: Um, I think they let uh, Ch- Kyle Trask go out there and, li- and light it up. I mean, he's going to throw the guys, they got to catch it. I mean, what's, well, what's the difference? I mean, it's still going to be gated receivers out there that he's going to be able to throw the ball to. I feel like we go out there, we play football. We got Again, we have to win the game. is our quarterback next year. Yes, put in some packages, let him get in the game, and, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, if, if it's in the Florida game where we need Emory, because at times we need him. You know, at times we, we need a couple yards. At times we need something to offset to that, that get us the momentum. I think when they, we put in Emory, we 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 change the momentum and and, and and change the game or the feeling of the game at the moment. Um, but ultimately, I think we we let Kyle tries to do his thing for his for his last game.
1: Perfect, perfect. Connor, same thoughts.
2: Yeah, same thoughts. I think he's got the opportunity to play his last collegiate game in his home state in Texas. He's going to try to light it up as much as he can. I think Dan Mullen's going to let him. I'd like to. I think it, we'll see him try to pass for four hundred yards plus. What was it? Tebow set his record the last game of his career. Yep, I think you're going to see Kyle Trash try to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I see. I see the same uh, same thing. So we'll move on. Let's let's talk about offensive line a little bit. Obviously, we've had some concerns there. Gene DeLance, uh Stuart Reese, both guys that are uh, you know towards the end of their career certainly could come back next year uh, if they wanted to. Uh, but what do you guys want to see? Do you want to see some changes? Do you want to see a little bit more Josh Braun, Michael Tarquin, uh, Ethan White? What do you guys want to see out of the offensive line personally? Before you guys jump in, I just want to see a youth movement there. I think that there has to be. I think that this is a good opportunity to get those guys, you know, full full playing time. And nothing against a Stuart Reese or a, a Gene DeLance as as players, but, but I think it's a, you know, there's some, some guys that have earned the opportunity to get some more playing time. And, a, and I hope that this game, while it is a meaningful game, um you know, it, it, it's still a, a, you know, a bit of an exhibition and that it, it doesn't truly matter too much uh, for overall. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter for much um, outside of, of winning the game, obviously in pride. Uh, but what hey, do you guys want to hey, see on, on the offensive line? Hey, Dan. Yeah.
0: Um. Did 56 off out?
1: Not, not yet.
0: <laughs> I know, Dan. I was just trying to see. I know.
1: Yeah, he was not, he was not on the list. He's not on the list yet. Not preparing for the NFL.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, Dan. I want to see the young guys get an opportunity. I would like to see them move guys around, get a look at what we're going to see on the offensive line next year. Stone forsyth has been fantastic this year, but I'd like to see them move Richard Garage out to the left tackle, get Josh Braun in there, Ethan White. Uh, maybe Kingsley in there playing center. Just get get that, like you said, that youth movement and get these young guys in there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's all you can expect. Ahmad, um, any, any additional thoughts? I mean, I think we're all kind of on the same page there.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Get these young guys in. Um, it's, if it's some older guys that's going to play that, that you know, that we relied on all season. I mean, of course, you got to put these guys in. I, I, don't, I don't say just neglect what we, we've been having, you know, out there on, on the field and just put in some of these young guys, but, uh, you know, definitely you know if there's a time to put some of these young guys in to get some game reps, again, um, we can use this time to, to because it's shortened. Uh, we yep. didn't have practices to, to have scrimmages and whatnot. So we can use this as, as some game reps to get some guys better.
1: Yeah, absolutely and I want to give a, a special uh, shout out or, or appreciation for Brett Hage. Brett shirt senior, again, the season doesn't count. Not sure if he's going to come back next season or not. Uh, maybe get a free NBA, who knows. But uh, but shout out to him, you know, really a, uh, a stalwart on that that offensive line for, for a long time uh, so he could be shoot, suiting up for his last game in the orange and blue. So shout out to Brett Hagee. We talked about wide receivers, running backs. We assume that it's going to be the same situation. Defensive line, there's some, definitely some question marks at uh, the defensive tackle position. Um there's some potential thought of you know some players that, that might not be uh, in this game but Connor, what do you want to see differently uh, on the defensive side of the ball Obviously Marco Wilson won't be playing but any other thoughts on the defensive side of the ball?
2: Just the same thing that we've been saying about everything else the youth movement yeah. moving forward you've got guys like Princely Uman Melin who's got three tackles on the air and two of them are sacks. yeah Tyron Hopper who when we've seen him, on defense, flies around, makes plays, but then we, for some reason, don't see him for the rest of the game or don't see him for the rest of the season. doesn't really make any sense to me. You've got a kid that's that athletic, that's not on the field. Just I want to see the young guys get in there and see what we've got for the future because we know what we're getting from these older guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I want to – uh, echo your thoughts. I want to see uh, just some additional names. I want to see a little bit more Chris Bogle and Andrew Chatfield. I thought uh, both of them, when they played in the right position, that they both did um, did great. I uh, would love to see them get an opportunity against a, a, a good, fast offense. Uh, as well, Mahmoud Diabate would love to see him get um, some more opportunity at his more natural position too. Now, but like you said, uh, I want to see you know more Tyron Hopper. I want to see Derek Wing go out there. I just want to see this as an opportunity to see you know what the future looks like. Again, not saying that this game doesn't matter for pride and everything else, and you want to go out and you try want to try to win the game. But there's a lot of players that I think you know that you're going to rely on next year. And you know, we'll ask this question kind of at the end, but we would imagine that the spring. Uh, schedule might be changed with COVID and everything else. So you may not have the same opportunity that you would normally have in the spring to get these guys, you know, good reps with, with first team. So definitely want to see the, the opportunity there. Uh, Want to see some Antoine Powell. I haven't seen a lot of him this year. I know um, he's talked about very, very highly in the locker room by some of the upperclassmen in terms of what he can do. Uh, So definitely want to see him. Um, I think that you're going to see quite a bit of Gervon Dexter, uh, this game. I think that you're going to see him start. I think that you're going to see him probably play 50, 60 snaps. Uh, I think that you're going to see a lot of Gervon Dexter, uh, in this game as well. Uh, outside of that defensive back, we touched on a little bit. I want to see more Jaden Hill. I want to see what, what they're able to do. And I would love to see if there's an opportunity for a guy like Avery Helm, who's not played much this year, or you know, some more, uh, Jahari Rogers, who's not played much this year. Um, Kamar Wilcoxon would love to see him get some opportunity, but there's a lot of players in that defensive backfield that we've not, you know, heard of. And a lot of them came in highly regarded more Kai McDaniel, Rashard Torrance. We haven't seen a ton of, certainly he's playing uh, about the same as or Trevis Johnson is, but, but again, still missing some, um, you know, some of these names that, you know, I was expecting to hear, and this could be a, uh, an opportunity to, uh, to give those guys an opportunity to play.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. I'm excited to see these guys and, um gated for, for, for the next for the next few years actually. Um we got a great group of guys and sucks to say, and I love these guys, and there's some great guys and great personalities, but uh Michael Wayne guys is almost out the building. <laughs>
1: All right, let's give a quick shout out to our friends. Uh oh, let's get a, a quick score prediction from you guys. Uh what do you guys think uh of this the score of this game?
0: It's gonna be tough, bro, because the guys <laughs> The yeah guys that scores points aren't playing. <laughs> so um damn shit. Uh can we
1: stop somebody? picks uh, I know they're they're missing what their top cornerback, Connor.
2: Yeah, Trey Brown opted out to prepare for the NFL draft. Man, how, um, how many
0: guys they have up?
2: They've had not many. I think just just the one, and then they have uh their leading rusher, I think, entered the transfer portal. So
0: Oh, so, that, so they are so trying to they, they, students, Dan they want some get back. They want to yeah. get back from from the national championship, huh there?
1: I think I think they do. Um and I think that they're gonna hold this one over our heads if we win. So I definitely want to win this game. Um let wait, me
0: that's wait, 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 wait,
1: wait. Hold what over our head, Dan. Ahmad, you know how the, you know how the Twitter thing works. Hold oh, yeah. a cotton bowl victory. Yeah, over, just, that, over you it know how that works. Of a yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, Dan, that shit's kind of weird, isn't it, Dan?
1: Yeah, I'm not uh, saying that it's not weird. I don't know, <laughs> Dan. It's you just know what? kind
0: of This guy went and got the. Dan, yeah, it's kind of weird that you want to talk about a Cotton Bowl <laughs> when I'm sitting here with a national championship. But, uh, okay, I, I got you, We do want to win the game. Yeah, no, I'm
1: not I'm not saying – I, I, I don't even know if Oklahoma Twitter exists, to be honest with you. I need to throw uh, some trolls out there to see if I can get some bait. I'm throw some trolls out oh, there. I may, um, I,
0: may, I may have to tweet from Stadium McGill until my, my account gets back. I don't know. Yeah, we're working <laughs> on it. We get, we
1: we real real, a real time account. update on we a, a Twitter account. account. We have our good friend over at Twitter, and I don't want you guys. I'm not going to name him because you guys are all going to ask. Yeah, me yeah. Friend, wait, wait, okay? we, got, we yeah, just got to get it we, back. We, first. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Let's get it back
0: first, and then we can say yeah, hey, our
1: bro. our Twitter plug is currently working on it. He's entered a case. Uh, for a mod black thirty-five to get that back, so Ahmad, we'll we'll get it back soon. Uh, the internet will be happy. Uh, just a quick update. I, I realized that I skipped right over this on our outline. Uh, Oklahoma uh, Spencer Rattler is their quarterback. Uh, redshirt freshman sat behind Jalen Hurts last year. Came in, kind of had a wonky start to uh, to his career uh, as the starting quarterback, uh, but has kind of turned it on recently. Uh, still think he's a pretty erratic quarterback, so I think that this is an opportunity um, for the Gators' defense to, to potentially get some turnovers. Uh, there, uh, seven interceptions on the year, 25 uh, total touchdowns. Uh, three of those seven interceptions did come against Kansas State. A 68% passer on the season, 2,784 yards, which is only 1,300 yards less than, uh, than Kyle Trask. Uh, but, you know, again, a guy that, that is mobile, uh, that can run, uh, isn't certainly, um, a run first type of guy, uh, but definitely mobile enough to escape does have five rushing touchdowns, uh, on the year. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, is he the one that entered the, the transfer portal, Connor?
2: No, TJ Pledger.
1: Okay. TJ Pledger. They're number twos, so, but, but they're, they're neck and neck there. Um, Ramondre Stevenson. It's a tough name. Uh, 83 attempts, uh, 479 yards on the season, six touchdowns. TJ Pledger, uh, don't have to worry about. It. And then Seth McGowan, uh, 57 attempts for 297 yards, 5.21 uh, yards per carry with uh, three. Um, pretty, pretty stable uh, backfield, uh, going to get some yards. They're not going to chunk play it up. Uh, they're just going to uh, kind of ground and pound. Uh, throughout the game, there uh, from a receiving perspective, uh, you need to look out for uh, Marvin Mims, uh, freshman over there, Theo Wee, sophomore, uh, and then Austin Stoner, uh, who's a running back that catches the ball out of backfield, 25 receptions on the season for. For him, oh, he's a tight end. No, this has him listed as a running back. So my apologies. That's
2: excellent job by whatever that website is. Uh,
1: Sports Source Analytics. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let them know uh, that Connor Clark disagrees with their position uh, ranking for him uh, on the uh, on the defensive side uh, of the ball. They have gained 13 interceptions on the season, three fumble recoveries, uh, but they're just barely uh, ahead. Um, I think they have a margin of four on the season. Uh, so again, a team that, that does create some turnovers, uh, especially over the last couple games, they've had six, eight, uh, 11 over the last five games, uh, 11 turnovers uh, over the last um, last five games. So definitely a team that is prone to, to be able to, to get some interceptions. Um, not necessarily anybody that they played was Kyle Trask. Uh, good, but again, they, they did play some some pass-heavy offenses in Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Iowa State. So, Connor, uh, give us your thoughts, your final thoughts on this game before we move on to some other topics. And then give us the score.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting, like Ahmad said, because we don't really know what to expect from the playmakers that are on the field outside of the running backs that were able to go for 200 yards receiving on Georgia on just wheel routes. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a pretty pass-happy game as pretty much all the games have this year for Florida, uh, score prediction. I'm I, I can't go against Kyle Trask if he's playing in this game, I'd say 35, 32 Florida.
1: All right. Ahmad.
0: Yeah. So, you know, my final thoughts of this year, um, you know, overall, I mean, Dan, you guys can speak for me and Connor as well. We never in a million freaking years would have thought we would lose three games this year. I mean, that shit came out of nowhere um but nonetheless these guys uh show fight these guys show grit these show these guys i mean that alabama game i freaking passed by it on tv the other day and we were down like 50 something like 52 like 38 were like two minutes ago that game didn't even look close and to 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 think that we lost that game by six points with the ball and had an opportunity to still win the game if we'd have made some better decisions down the end i mean it's it's baffling but hey you know, we got some 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 uh, some great guys to look at in the future, and you know, I'm excited to always. as always to be a Gator, and there's nothing you know better than being a Gator. So, I mean, hopefully, we can bring this thing home like we always do in the bowl game, and uh, I'm predicting the 28-24 win.
1: Perfect. I'll I'll go with a win. I think the Gators are more talented overall, even with those guys opting out. I think that Florida will be able to to run the ball uh, a bit on on Alabama. I think or Parman uh, Oklahoma. I think that they'll scheme them pretty well. Um, I do think that Lincoln Riley is a good coach. I think that Alex Grinch, their defense coordinator, is a, an up and comer. He'll probably be a head coach in the not too distant future. Um, but I think that Florida just has more speed and more talent. Um, I think that Florida is going to take advantage of uh, of that cornerback bookie. Uh, what's his last name? Connor, remind me.
2: Brendan Radley house.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, Against IMG, but you know, I think the Florida still talent wise, they still have a bunch of talent at the wide receiver position. Um, I think that you're going to see the next crop of Gators that are going to get drafted. Um, Billy Gonzalez is considered one of the best in the business as a wide receiver coach for a reason, not too, too worried about it. Um, so I think the Gators are going to win. I think they're going to put up points I think 35, 28, 35, yeah, 35-28 is going to be my final score. I think that they probably uh, allow Oklahoma to score late, uh, so it looks a little bit closer than that. But you know, I don't, I, I don't expect a ton. I don't expect a ton of trick plays or anything else. But, I, but I do. I would even take a loss if it's an opportunity for us to see what the future looks like. But I don't think we're going to lose. So um so yeah so i mean ultimately we'll see game is going to be very different than uh, you and i yes, yes, uh, imagine
0: definitely, definitely different than what we expected that's for sure
1: and i think that there's going to be more and I'm, I'm trying to hint at it uh without saying anything because it's not my place to say anything but i think that you're going to see some players not playing in this game uh that you might have otherwise expected to play not necessarily due to opt-outs This next section of our show is sponsored by our friend Carlton Black with Envoy Mortgage, who is licensed in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Virginia. He'll help you with home loans, conventional loans, FHA loans, VA loans, fixed rate loans, literally any type of loan or mortgage that you might have uh, a question about. So if you're looking to refinance or you're looking to get a new mortgage or if you're looking for an investment property, if you're looking for anything, give Carlton a call. Again, he's based in Georgia, uh, but he works in Florida, Tennessee, Virginia, and Georgia. Also, if you're a real estate agent in any of those four states, give him a call. I'd love to partner with you. 404-769-5501. CBlack at EnvoyMortgage.com. Again, 404-769-5501. Connor, you're the recruiting guy. We talked about him briefly on our last show. Austin Barber, six foot seven, three hundred pound uh, offensive lineman out of Trinity Catholic, got an offer and uh, committed to the Gators uh, and signed uh, with the Gators the day after National Signing Day. Uh, I guess a week and a half ago now. Uh, but Connor, what are your thoughts on Austin Barber uh, and his role and fit in with the uh, the University of Florida's uh, recruiting class?
2: He's a kid that's got good size. He's about six foot seven, three hundred pounds, like you said. Was previously committed to Minnesota early in his process. Decommitted. Was looking for some bigger offers. Grew up a Gator fan. I think they kind of had a deal with uh, with Florida, which is why you saw that happen so quickly behind the scenes. Where, as soon as he was offered, two hours later he commits. Within twenty four hours he signs to the University of Florida. Uh, he's a kid that's. Big, mean, nasty, bullies kids in the trenches. Got good, Got good. He's got a good frame, uh, good quickness for a kid his size. Uh, needs a little bit of work on his technique as far as pass sets and all that goes. But he's one of those nasty road graders that you, you really want as an offensive lineman or as an offensive line coach. John Hevesy likes guys like that. Um, and he's a kid that can be molded. I don't think he's an instant impact type of kid, but he's somebody that's going to come in get coached by John Hevesy and be very good for the program down the line.
1: Perfect. I, you know, I think that he's a guy that, you know, a couple years in um, is going to be a guy that, that does make an impact. I, I do think that he's a, you know, probably a better prospect than Minnesota. Uh, you know, I think he fits into the kind of mold, like you said, kind of that John Hevesy looks for. So I'm excited to welcome Austin Barber in. And I, and I think that he's a better option than, than maybe the guy the Gators lost um, not long after National Signing Day to, to Jackson State. I uh, want to talk about uh, the next class that's coming up. Um, Jaheim Singletary, Connor, you and I talked about it. Uh, looked like a Florida lean for a long time, five-star kid, uh, but now all of a sudden um, i going to bring up a rival site here, 247, a bunch of uh, crystal balls call, uh, roll in for Jaheim Singletary uh, to go to Ohio State. Uh, it's my understanding that he's never visited as a five-star uh, cornerback. Connor, talk, talk to us a little bit about Jaheim Singletary because I know that's a, a name a lot of the Gators uh, kind of penned into this 2022 class.
2: Yeah, they penned him in, and I did too early in the process. But what I'm hearing recently is that it looks like Ohio State is the team to beat going into his commitment on Saturday. Yeah, but he's he had a good relationship with Sean Wade. Sean's kind of recruited him up to Ohio State. Uh, from what I understand, he's got a great relationship with Kerry Combs uh, up at Ohio State, and that looks to be the front runner going into his commitment on Saturday. A kid that Florida fans and probably Florida staff had penciled into the class. It's a, a recruiting battle you can't lose as, as the University of Florida. Five-star from Jacksonville that's visited about 10 times, never visited Ohio State, does not look good.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, Jaheim Singletary, if he does announce uh, for Ohio State again, he is going to make his announcement on Saturday. It would be the third uh, five-star commit to that Ohio State class, uh, joining the already number one ranked uh, recruiting class for the class of 2022. Uh, no, like you,
0: no, s- no funny shit. I don't mean to cut you off, Dan. I think, a lot, and as I look back and, and just peep shit, like I don't know, bro. Like this whole generation is on. Um, they they take the water method, all right. Let me teach you about the water method. If you pour water on a con- on concrete, it's going to take the path of least resistance. <laughs> you know, these dudes go to Clemson and Ohio State knowing nobody in your conference can even compete with you. Like, I, I feel like sometimes, bro, Like I mean, you, you're going to play for a freaking Coach Day at Ohio State. Let's give me a break. <laughs> no disrespect to him. I know he's a great – let's give me a break. Stop playing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Dabo, maybe okay. But freaking Ryan Day, bro. <laughs> don't, don't even give me that. Like
1: stop. that's why I'm glad you're on this podcast, because You just tell it how it is. You know, Man, I don't
0: give a damn about Ryan. I mean, he might be a great guy, but I'm not. As a, <laughs> as a high school kid, bro, I don't give a damn if he's African, Alabama. I'm not going to freaking play for Ryan Day over a lot of names that we named name, but whatever.
1: Yeah, you, Ohio State recruits well. Um, they don't have much competition. Penn State's obviously down. Michigan's a mess. Uh, Iowa State or pardon me, not Iowa State. Iowa uh, is kind of a, a mediocre program. They always kind of do uh, well enough, but you're never really going to compete much against them. Uh, Wisconsin, um, you know, kind of has some up and down years. Michigan State is down right now. Um, I, I don't really know, um, but again, you know, with that being said, I'm on. You can't lose that battle, right? You got a kid.
0: you, you, you can't. You, you, yeah, an you, you hour away, it. hour and 15 that's minutes away. Florida saying.
1: recruits yeah, so, so well. Um, you, you've got to be able to pull that one in, even if it is a path least resistance. It's not like Ohio State's not been recruiting four- and five-star defensive backs either, right? You know, who hasn't been recruiting a bunch of five-star defensive backs? Florida, right? They got Jason Marshall, right, who came in. You know, Kyrie Elam's good. But there's an opportunity to come in and play at Florida that Ohio State can sell to and Florida can sell. Um, and that's just not – and you have a former NFL coach as your defensive backs coach. There's there's just a lot of question marks that I have of how do you have a guy on campus that many times and still lose out, right? It reminds me of what's the kid that went to Alabama uh, last year that made the uh, the sack against Kyle Trask, defensive tackle, Connor Tim Smith, Tim Smith, right? So he's on campus. Almost every game last season, you lose him. Jaheim Singletary, kind of same thing on campus all the time, grows up around Gators, grows up around a school that's Gator-friendly, and you lose him to a school that you've never visited, that's in the cold, in a crappy city?
2: No, you're absolutely, right. you're absolutely right, Dan. That's that's one of those situations. It doesn't matter who you're competing against. Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, regardless. He's a kid that's grew, grew up an hour from campus, been on campus 10 times in the last – year you can't lose that kid regardless of if he's visited Ohio State before you can't lose that kid I don't even understand I mean to me (laughs)
0: playing football in front of my Dan everybody's different but to me because I flirted with Ohio State I mean I I, Chelsea recruited me so
1: you offer you some tattoos nah bro nah nah
0: I remember one time, bro, we were doing one on ones, and I freaking in high school, and they threw the ball, and then I like I knocked it down or something, and they hit the fence, and I like went to go grab it, and he was standing by the gate with like his sweater vest on. I'm like, bro, what? Like this trestle? You know what I'm saying? And that's like that's the guy, not Ryan Day, bro. I'm not looking at Ryan Day. Like, hey, <laughs> Amad, did you cheat in on those one on ones?
2: Huh? Did you cheat in those one on ones too? Who, me? Nah, I, 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 I was to go, go to high school one on ones. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, but you know, just I mean, when Urban offered me, he said, "Take it or leave it." I haven't even I didn't even talk to my parents yet. I mean, I was I was on the field, and um, one thing that was really huge to me was having my having an opportunity to have my parents come watch me play. And there was a kid um, from Lake Gibson High School from Lakeland, Ricky Barnum. Um, his dad was really good friends with my dad. He was an offensive lineman. Um, he, he was really he was highly recruited a little bit, and 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 he was he was nice nice guard. I think he played guard. Um, he was, I think, a year or two after us. Well, he waited all the way to freaking sign a day to sign with Rich Rodriguez in freaking Michigan. His dad couldn't even go see him play. His dad used to have to freak – because his family didn't have money. His dad used to have to go freaking stay in his dorm room and watch him play. Like, no. Yeah. Like my mom my mom and dad – we used to have a, a 7 o'clock game, Dan, in the swamp, yeah. night game in the swamp. My dad was in Gainesville. He would leave the house and rush my mom and my brother at 6.30 in the morning, Dan, just to <laughs> – so it's like my parents just didn't want to be there. There's no way I'm going all the way from freaking Jacksonville, Florida, all the way to Ohio State. It's not happening.
1: It's cold Damn. up there. I don't think people realize that. It's not even just cold. It's dark. I don't think people realize Ryan Day is
0: coach.
2: Ahmad <laughs> 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 does not like Ryan Day. Urban
1: Meyer Amat, was, right. he, was he a GA when you were there, Ryan Day? At where? At Florida. Was he at Florida? I think so. I don't I don't know. Was he? I, thought he,
2: I, thought he was I know kid. he was Herb's OC in Ohio, at Ohio State, but I don't think he was at Florida.
0: I mean, he's a, – he's a, I, I don't know, bro. I'm not leaving Florida to go for, for, go play for Urban Meyer. Yes, I will. You know, a couple of coaches I'll leave the state of Florida to go play for. Not To to that cold? No. Nah. It's
2: not happening. He was a GA in 05, Dan. Yep, that was before Very good. my –
1: Yeah, so we'll see. Jaheim Singletary, uh, Connor, any other uh, thoughts or or commentary uh, on uh, recruits that we should be looking out for?
2: Yeah, man. Tristan Lee commits Saturday down to six schools. Uh, The two favorites from what I'm hearing are Florida and Oklahoma. Five-star offensive tackle, somebody that Florida desperately needs to get into this class. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be but I know Florida's up there
1: for him. If you were to guess, I know you said you don't know, but if you were to guess, who would you pick?
2: If I was to guess, I would guess Oklahoma.
1: Okay. I know that, you know, Florida thinks that they have a good chance. Uh, his girlfriend, my understanding, lives in Orlando. Uh, I know they had a great visit down to UF, uh, and Florida has a need for elite talent at the offensive tackle position, at the offensive line period in general. Uh, but there's a huge opportunity, I think, for, for Tristan Lee to come play uh, at the University of Florida. Uh, we talked a little bit about the transfer portal earlier. Uh, defensive tackle uh, Antonio Shelton from Penn State has been reached out to by, uh, by the staff. Not a ton of like glaring numbers that are going to blow you away uh, in his career, 17 solo tackles, 34 assisted tackles, uh, six total sacks, uh, one pass deflection, and one forced fumble. Uh, Florida desperately needs some help with the defensive tackle position going into next year. Six foot two, 327 pounds, originally from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, don't know anything more other than Florida has reached out to him. Uh, in Florida news, defensive tackle news as well. I don't know if Florida's reached out, uh, but – Judge Culpepper, the son of Florida uh, Gator legend uh, Rex Culpepper, uh, 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 Brad. Brad Culpepper. Pardon me. Uh, his son also entered the transfer portal recently. Uh, he's got a unique situation. Uh, recently, recently overcame cancer uh, and will be leaving Syracuse uh, as a defensive tackle. Don't know anything more about that, um, but his name is a name that will be remembered for Gator lore. Let's get into the kind of final couple segments of our show, which is brought to uh, us by our friend, Greg Brunt from Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. As a customer of Greg, as somebody that's probably passed his name on to 10, 11 friends and I do business with him, uh, Greg Brunt is truly the guy that you need for anything from automobile, boat insurance, homeowners insurance, rental insurance, whatever insurance or financial services needs that you might have. Give Greg Brunt a call, 954-589-2204. Again, Greg Brunt with Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. Give him a call. An awesome guy. Definitely going to help you out. Great customer service. Really great team over there. It's going to help you get you a policy. It's going to probably save you a bunch of money, uh, but give him a call. Uh, So shout out to Greg Brunt, 954-589-2204. Let's quickly get into some of your thoughts on uh, the playoff games, Clemson versus Ohio State and Notre Dame versus Alabama. Uh, Ahmad, Clemson versus Ohio State, who do you think wins that game?
0: Not Ryan Day. No, I'm just kidding. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <that's, that's, that's, laughs> i just kidding, but I know he's going to pick Clemson.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to pick Clemson. Uh, Clemson just seems more more uh, balanced all the way around. I mean, they got guys in every position that's been there before. Um, these guys, you know, in the playoffs every single year. I mean, Ohio State is too, but um, these guys have played in the big game. They won it. They lost it. Um, I think that you know they they are uh, a little bit too much for uh, Ohio State um, at this time. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I, I just felt like I haven't seen enough of Ohio State. Uh, maybe they didn't play enough games this year. Something I don't know.
2: Dabo would agree with you uh, on See, them not I playing s- enough. I snuck that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I agree with Ahmad. I think Clemson's just going to be a little bit too much in the, in the big games this year that Ohio State's been a part of. Justin Fields hasn't performed very well. I don't know if that has anything to do with him on a big stage or if it's just, just lack of ability to consistently play in, play week in and week out for him. But, yeah, uh, that,
0: oh, no, I don't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. No, and that, that's one of the things as well is, you know, we expect it. I'm um, coming into this thing. We expected, you know, obviously we we knew Lawrence was one and Fields was two. I mean, we we knew that. Um, have they came in and played like that? Um, when Lawrence was out there, he's he's played pretty pretty decent. Uh, Justin Fields not so much, um, and that's one of the things that we talk about. Because guess what? They still wanted to. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got. I mean, the media has already put that set in stone. So uh, I'm not saying that that uh you know Justin Fields isn't a great quarterback or or whatnot, but he just haven't shown us anything to, to think that he's
2: gonna come in this game and, and freaking
0: light it up. Because the game, the big like Connor said, the big games that they had, he, he didn't
2: show up as much. So Yeah, so I got I got Clemson taking that one.
1: Yeah, I got Clemson. I think that their their defense is strong. I think I don't think that Justin Fields uh, is as good as advertised this season. Uh, I don't think Ohio State deserves to be in the playoff. Uh, so I think that Clemson runs away with that game. Um, I don't think that they beat him as bad as they beat Notre Dame. What was that, 31 to 10? But I definitely think that they beat them by at least 14 points. Uh, but speaking of getting absolutely demolished, Alabama's going to play Notre Dame. I don't think this is going to be a contest. I like Alabama by gosh, probably 24,
2: 28 points in this game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, We saw how Notre Dame performed against a Clemson team that I don't think is as good as Alabama. I think it's just going to be, for for lack of a better term, it's going to be ass-kicking. I think Najee Harris is going to run all over Notre Dame's defense. Mac Jones is going to have his way. Devontae Smith, none of those DBs can guard him. Uh, And and then Notre Dame had the audacity to say, Alabama is going to have to stop us. So, wonderful strategy there. I think Notre Dame gets beat by at least twenty-eight.
1: Woo! Yeah, I, I, that that's a wild strategy to take. Uh, I don't I don't think that um, that Notre Dame has the the size, speed, or athleticism to be able to compete uh, with no or with Alabama. Uh, I think Devontae Smith is going to probably go up for more than two hundred yards. I think that Najee Harris is going to probably put down another two hundred yards. Uh, I think that you are going to get. Clemson and Alabama playing again for, what, the fourth time uh, in the last five or six years. So I, I like I like Alabama big. Ahmad, what do you think? Al- uh, Notre Dame versus Alabama.
0: Um, I, I mean, come on. Alabama. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of uh, Notre Dame either. Every year they freaking – always put them up there and I mean they have talent they, they you know they got they got they got a good team um but I just think that Alabama is too much for them and they always are um until they show
1: me otherwise I'm picking Alabama yeah I, I think that this is probably the most deserving Notre Dame has ever been in a spot like schedule wise to make the playoff I do think that their game against Clemson and uh, a, you know, a week and a half ago was indicative of, of how good they are or, or not. Um, but like I said, I think Alabama scorches them. Even if Notre Dame does score, there's no way that Notre Dame can stop Alabama from scoring. Let's see. Other news, SEC news. Auburn lands on, gosh, probably the seventh or eighth choice in hiring Brian Harsin, a head coach of Boise State, to be their new head coach missed on a bunch, uh, tried to go after a whole slew of bigger names, a whole slew of offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators. I know Brent Venables was one of them. Uh, it went out a lot of people, end up with a Boise State coach that, you know, did fine, um, left Boise State, was an alumnus of Boise State, uh, comes down to Auburn, um, has a pretty good press conference. But outside of that, I mean, do you think that Brian Harson's a good uh, choice for that position?
2: I don't even know who Brian Harson is, to be honest with you. Uh, he's coming from Ohio, to, uh, uh, Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. He's coming from Idaho to Alabama. That's a huge difference. I don't know that he's going to be a culture fit for SEC football, but uh, I, I wish him luck, except for when he plays Florida.
1: Yeah, I don't know anything about Brian Harson, the coach. Um, I know that Boise State doesn't play a ton of great competition. Uh, up there, I know that they've they've seemingly recruited better. Uh, kind of a system that that's done well. Uh, I do think that Boise State should hire Kellen Moore, uh, who's with the Dallas Cowboys now, I believe, as their next head coach. If they're gonna if they're gonna make that move, uh, I thought it was an interesting hire. Uh, I thought it was interesting how how many people uh, struck down Auburn before Auburn ended up on Brian Harsin. That that kind of ended up quickly. Do you guys think? I mean Auburn plays in the sec west where you have alabama texas a&m lsu uh you have a, you have a lane kiffin old miss team that's going to create some problems um do you think that that's a super attractive job i mean obviously they have money they have history uh you know some recent success in national championships uh, but do you think that's a, a super attractive job are you surprised that they had a land so far down their list to end up with a head coach
0: I mean, I mean, me personally. Uh, I mean, Auburn is. I mean, somewhat. I mean, you got to understand the guys that's coming there to 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 play for those guys, and you know, you got to look at it as they are competing with Alabama, right? So you got to get a coach in there that can actually go in there and put his foot down and compete with Nick Saban and getting the best recruits in that state and you know around the country, and that, that's, that's 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 tough. I mean, regardless of how how you know how pretty that situation may seem at, at auburn i mean they don't freaking beat alabama a lot they have freaking cam newton to beat alabama and you know I freaking run back a, a missed field goal and shit like that like so it, it's just difficult dan i mean although you know auburn's a great school has a rich tradition and it's in the south and all that yada 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 it's just hard to compete
2: with with nick Saban.
1: connor what are your thoughts
2: yeah, I just don't know how you sell coming in to be the second best team in your state. Right. It's it's tough. You like Ahmad said, you have to compete with Nick Saban every year, not just on the field, but also on the trail. And Nick Saban has proven time and time again that he's one of the best, if not the best there is at it. And it's just it's just hard to get somebody to come in and commit to compete against that day in and day out.
0: You gotta understand, Dan, you gotta beat him on the trail and in the in the game. <laughs> Right. So it's tough. It's difficult. Really difficult.
1: And it's not just Alabama, right? It's it's everything yeah. else, right? Yeah. Um, Texas A&M is going to recruit well. Uh, you have to think of where, where, where are places that you're going to try to poach talent from if you live in Alabama. Florida. You have a, a bustling Florida team. You have an Alabama team. You have Ohio State, Clemson. You have a bunch of schools that recruit Florida. So you're going to compete against them. Alabama, you have Alabama first, no matter what anybody says. And then Auburn, especially if you're a kid that wants to play in the NFL. Uh, Mississippi doesn't have a ton of talent, but even still, they seem very, very, very set in staying uh, at Ole Miss and Mississippi State, uh, which does have, you know, Lane Kiffin, you know, say all you want about Lane Kiffin. He's a good coach. He's going to attract talent. He's going to recruit well. Uh, and then you go out to Texas, you know, Texas AM and m is doing pretty well. We'll see what Texas does but a lot of states recruit Texas. So you have to look at all of the places that not just in Alabama where you're competing against town. I'm not saying that Brian Harson's going to fail or anything else, but I don't think that he's the right fit for that role. I don't know what his connection to the South is. I don't know if he has a ton. It's a very, very different type of game. Um, it's a very different type of program than Boise State in terms of expectations, in terms of money, in terms of boosters, in terms of everything. So uh, national TV, when your games are being played, the eyeballs that are on you all the time, I, I'm very surprised that they landed on Brian Harson just as an overall cultural fit. Uh but a lot of people call it, you know, a very sexy job. And I think at, at one point it was, and I think that Auburn as a historical program is a good, great program, but I just don't think that now – um it is a great job and that's probably why they had to end up with Brian Harson. So it's kind of, you know, speaking of both sides of my mouth here, but uh, interesting hire for them Uh, in other sec news, Shane Beamer is trying to build out his staff over at South Carolina as their new head coach. There are some rumors uh, that they are reaching out and trying to poach Torian gray to be one of their defensive backs coaches over there. Uh, in final news, and then we'll get to our final ad read. And then one final question, uh, for you both cam Abu Quetta, who's one of the most versatile swimmers in the country in the class of 2022 committed to Florida today. We don't talk about swimming here very much, but shout out to, uh, to cam the second best cam that's now connected to the university of Florida. Shout out to our cam. And finally manscape.com. I'll never be able to do an ad read like silk. So I'm just going to tell you, manscaped.com, visit them, use promo code SG, 20% off, free shipping, ball deodorant It's great. They have like a midday spritzer bottle thing that you can use too. Uh, but if you need to groom your balls. That, that's not spritzer,
2: ball deodorant.
1: All right. No,
0: it's two, there's two different things. Well, I'll okay. The right. ball so, so, and then there's, so. and then there's and the, the
2: toner. toner. It, it, yeah, yeah there's
1: got the toner and deodorant.
0: All right, right. cool. Yep.
2: There
1: you go. Yeah. So My, then they, they have- they they have the weed whacker, and then uh, they have the lawnmower 3.0. So the weed whacker uh, is for your nose hair. So trim up your nose hair. Um, shouldn't be seeing any of it ever. And then the lawnmower 3.0 for your balls. You know, just keep it neat and tidy. Right. That's all we're asking. That's that's all that you should be expecting of yourself. It's a it's a self confidence thing. So again, visit manscaped.com. Use promo code SG twenty percent off. And you're going to find some great products. I know a bunch of you guys used it around Christmas time. I know one person said that they didn't. It's a little disappointing. Got to support our show, but hey, I get it. But again, Manscaped.com, promo code SG. All right, boys, last and final question. This comes from Twitter. How do you approach this offseason differently than we did last year? knowing what we know now, given that there's going to probably be some, some pretty strict protocol about spring practice and a spring game and things of that nature. How do you approach that mentally as a player and then just as a coach?
0: Um, you're asking about spring? I'm sorry, Dan. You're asking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so it's, it's a little weird because you got to understand too, Dan, um, COVID's not going anywhere. So it's going to be really, really – really interesting to see how they go about the rules and whatnot um, as far as recruiting, going to, going to campuses, um, getting guys on your campus, going to practice um, and things of that nature. Um, You know, you're going to have March Madness and whatnot. That's going to be the vocal point um, uh, of spring, but ultimately uh, (laughs) we got to figure this thing out. And I don't, I mean, I hope we have a plan. I mean, I don't know. I think we have a plan.
1: We'll probably oh. a plan. Oh. Con- Connor, what do you do differently?
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they try to approach it. Uh, like Ahmad said, COVID's not going anywhere, so it's going to change a lot of how everybody does everything. Um, I know Dan Mullen's not allowed to go to, I think, four of the open periods if they open back up due to their recruiting violation We uh, didn't even restrictions.
1: talk about that, did we?
2: Um, but – I don't think that makes a huge difference. I don't know if high schools are going to be allowing college coaches to get onto their campus as far as visiting and viewing during the open period. Uh, the, the NCAA hasn't opened the dead period yet. doesn't look like they want to anytime soon. So it's going to be hard to figure that out. And then as far as practices go, Ahmad could answer that a lot better than me, but I know these kids got to be able to – you can't quarantine them the whole time, so you gotta, they have to be very mindful about where they go not just during the football season, but year round, because if you can't get those valuable spring practices you're you might not see the depth chart as high as you need to be or as high as you think you should be come fall time
0: it's just, it's, it's It's tough too, Dan, because um you know you're only in college once, right so it's just like a one in a lifetime <laughs> uh uh disease or, or something that we we' not seen as severe before. Also, you only go to college once again, Dan. So it's like, all right, do I sit in the house in quarantine or do I go to this freaking party? Right. You know, it's hard to tell an 18-year-old to just, you know, relax because they won't, you know, it's hard. I mean, let's let's keep it above, like, you know, telling the 18-year-old, I mean, Dan. My wife told me to come over in college when we used to hang out. I'm going over there. I'm just like, you know, that man. And you know,
1: so I knew you, I, Ramon, I knew you in college. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. Hey, Connor, we, we didn't talk about it completely, slipped off just because of all the other news and everything else. Um, can you give us a quick primer on those recruiting violations? Uh, most of them have already been served. Uh, I was regarding a 2018 recruit from the Seattle area, uh, but can you give us a primer on where we where we are now?
2: Yeah, so like you said, and I think about 85 to 90 percent of that stuff's already been served. I know they're not allowed to recruit the Seattle area until I think it's the end of 2021. Dan Mullen is not allowed to go off campus and during the spring evaluation period for four days uh, in the spring of 2021, and I think that's about it as far as what has not already been served if I recall correctly
1: yeah that sounds about right Um, again about a prospect up in the Seattle area uh, Florida isn't allowed to recruit um, that high school for a little while I believe Uh, but outside of that most of these sanctions um, have been served I'm surprised they came out when they did I, I felt like this is something that I'm surprised I guess it didn't come out earlier are you guys surprised that you didn't hear about this earlier
0: yeah, it's a little bit weird.
1: I mean, I'm,
2: yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm not surprised, man. It takes the NCAA forever to do but, anything. But
0: watch, but watch this, though. Watch this. When freaking Take Martell want to transfer, they don't take long for that. So I don't want to <laughs> hear that shit. <laughs> you
2: know why? Because he played for Ryan Day.
0: Oh my god, that's what has to be it. What the, I knew something had to be yeah. in the mix, man. I know yeah, something that's what Dan. it is. That's what it is. <laughs> um,
1: no, I mean obviously the NCAA takes a while, but I mean most obviously University of Florida knew what the sanctions were because they served out most of the, you know, whatever they had to in terms of recruiting violations or not being able to travel and everything else. I'm just surprised nobody from from the media or it didn't leak out in, in some way. Obviously I talk to people in the recruiting department, you guys do. I mean it's just kind of surprising that that nothing ever kind of came out about this and then to drop it randomly what two days before um, Christmas was just kind of odd timing that everything kind of came out. I know the whole story is, it's kind of Man, strange.
0: And, and no disrespect. Uh, what, what was the sanction? We can't, we can't freaking. Uh, recruit it, limited, something it, like that?
1: it limited. The, well, it, it limited their ability to recruit that specific school uh, for. Uh, oh gee,
0: certain- I, I, they, I, I bet they have 21 D one players coming out of there. I,
1: I think that this is one of the only ones that's come out of that school in, in a while. He ended up going to Washington. I believe he has six total tackles in his career, but anyway, um, they, wow. they limited the number of, of visitors that they could have on campus, official visitors. Uh, they limited what Dan Mullen was able to do from a recruiting perspective off campus. Uh, he wasn't able to go off campus last um last recruiting cycle uh, I believe for four months. So just a couple, he was given a show cause penalty for a year that's already been served. So again, these are kind of retroactively looking at, at things and people are like, Oh, did this affect Florida's recruiting? Probably not a ton. I mean, maybe a little bit, but, but probably not overall a lot. Do I think when all of these recruiting violations are done, Florida is going to have the number one recruiting class in the country. No. Uh, But again, just things that you don't want, uh, you know, to happen, but, they happen. You serve your penalty and then you move on. So, well, I think that that does it. Connor, thank you so much for, for filling in uh, in late notice. Uh, again, oh, awesome. prayers, uh, and thoughts up to our friend Corey Knowles. Uh, hope that he'll be back next week, but I know he would appreciate you guys, uh, shouting out your favorite country music gift, uh, to him, to his Twitter account, uh, when you listen to this, uh, but outside of that, Ahmad, any final thoughts?
0: Um, get this w man it's been a, been a long weird season and um we have an opportunity to to, to win an, um uh another game uh, another bowl game um for, for our, our fine university and for these guys to, to, that's leaving and that, to, to go out on top the guys that's, that's playing so um, um i'm excited to see as always damn let me tune in like like freaking everybody's playing i don't care The orange want to be out there so um, i'm excited for it uh silk i hope you get better buddy um i gonna be texting you throughout everything man is checking on you and whatnot and uh you know i'm definitely praying for it
1: and stay tuned for the latest saga of ahmad getting his twitter back
0: yeah hopefully hopefully guys guys go report it go report it please i, I might throw, i might throw like a twitter party when i get back on
1: oh man i hope i'm <laughs> invited all the cool kids are gonna get invited so i hope i'm there
2: you there dan
1: connor any final thoughts and we're gonna let you uh choose a song of the week before we head out
2: what an honor, man. I'm, uh, I'm very excited to do that. Uh, but yeah, first and foremost, just prayers up to Corey. I uh, hope everything's going well where he's at right now. Um, never like to hear that uh, one of your friends is going through a tough time, whether it be physically, emotionally, mentally, any of that stuff. So I hope everything's going well for him. I appreciate you guys for having me on. I'm looking forward to the game on Wednesday. Uh, I'll always be tuned in, uh, getting my takes off at Rivals.com. Uh, and like I said, just thank you guys again for for being gracious enough to allow me to come on and fill in for Corey, and I hope I did it justice.
1: You absolutely did, Connor. Again, thank you, everybody, for listening tuning in. We will be back soon. Uh, somebody asked, when is our next Facts Only podcast? We'll have one uh, in the month of January, kind of leading into National Signing Day when we know a little bit more. Obviously, we'll have one uh, recapping National Signing Day as well, so expect two in the next five or six weeks or so, uh, but outside of that, Connor, take us out with the song of the week
2: cam i'm gonna go with popular loner by rod wave
1: that sounds very official i'm looking forward to hearing that song for the first time we'll see you guys same time same quarter next week and go gators yes sir go same gators.
2: quarter same time
1: man, man. dan
2: always, always misses always that
1: leave it up to daniel and dan always misses yeah, that yeah, up. leave it up to me All right.
2: Darn it, Daniel.
1: Same corner, same time. I get that right, Cam?
2: We're good. See you next week. Uh, The Ryan Ryan Day of podcasters.
0: (laughs) You're Ryan Ryan Day. (laughs) Thank you for for my title, Connor.
2: You're welcome, Cam. You're welcome. (laughs) I don't
3: know, like, I just don't. I don't get people. I don't fuck Imagine with nobody. don't don't know. My chips and I'ma move far away Weight of the world on your shoulders And you're feeling all alone Got a text from my ex. She said
2: that you're getting colder. Baby, it's all the weight on my shoulder.